hello to all of our quality-minded listeners and a special shout out to our Mayo Clinic Care Network members. Welcome to Key into Quality, a Mayo Clinic podcast that focuses on healthcare quality, experience, and affordability trends and solutions. This podcast aims to help you take some of those first steps towards understanding and improving quality challenges in your organization. Thanks a lot for joining us. I'm Dr. Timothy Morgenthaler, a professor of medicine here at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and I'm the vice chair of Mayo Clinic Quality and Affordability. Co-hosting today's conversation is Sherry Nemec. Sherry? Welcome to everyone joining us today. I'm Sherry Nemec, Consultation Relationship Manager for Quality at Mayo Clinic. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation, Dave, because we have a very special guest with us. You are so right. We, we are really in for a special treat today. So we're going to have a conversation with someone who has had a front row seat, and actually I might say a driver's seat, in the formation of Mayo Clinic's quality improvement work for about two decades. I know that she can talk and live all things quality, but today I'm going to take advantage of her presence here to focus our conversation about what she has learned about leading quality, safety, risk management, and actually most recently helping to develop our international quality strategy. So without any additional introduction, uh, let me just tell you a little bit about her. Eileen Oswald is joining us today, and she joined Mayo Clinic in 2002 and started her career primarily focused on Mayo Clinic in our Arizona facility. There she held vice chair, senior administrator for risk management, and she was a patient safety officer during her employment there. Over the years, her leadership has sparkled and motivated many towards great things, and so she's really served as a senior administrator for international quality most recently. She's an assistant professor in the College of Medicine and Science. She's published on risk management, quality and safety topics. She holds a gold quality fellow certification. So that's a lot of stuff. But what I really wanna communicate is that Eileen is one of our top quality leaders. She's retiring in June. And upon this, she will become a Mayo Clinic Emeritus staff. Eileen, you joined us in 2002. Welcome to our podcast. Can you just tell us a little bit about what were you doing before you came to Mayo Clinic in Arizona? Well, thank you very much, Dr. Morgenthaler. And thank you, Sherry, as well yeah. for this opportunity. You bet. I have been looking forward to this. Because I am retiring, you can just imagine that I've had a long career. I've been at Mayo Clinic for 20 years, as Dr. Morgenthaler mentioned, joining in 2002. I actually had quite a career before joining Mayo Clinic. I'll start with the fact that I'm educated in public health with a focus on epidemiology, but I didn't stay in that space very long. I actually had my very first job as an underwriter apprentice for a medical malpractice insurance company. And that's how I developed an appetite for risk management. And I wanted to look at how I could take these risk prevention strategies that I learned by interviewing doctors who were vulnerable or at risk because of medical malpractice suits and bring it into the healthcare environment in hospital, if you will. And so I joined two academic medical centers back to back, University of Chicago, Loyola University Medical Center, and I brought risk management and quality practices to both of those organizations. Ultimately, I was recruited to do some consulting work for London Excess and reinsurers, bringing a consulting approach 
to how large academic medical centers could reduce their risks. And then I was recruited to Mayo Clinic, to Mayo Clinic in Arizona. I just started to build a hospital and they asked me to set up their risk management and patient safety program. At that time, patient safety was just coming into vogue. And so risk management had been around for a long time, particularly very insurance oriented. But bringing risk management and patient safety together was really what I journeyed to do in Arizona and establish that practice. Ultimately, that poured over into quality and then experience. And so that's really how I developed my career path at Mayo. Wow. I don't have the time on the podcast to list all of the quality programs that you've developed and, and led. But, you know, as you reflect over things, you know, what do you think are some of the key factors that have made you an effective quality leader and have built effective quality programs? I think it was looking to role models of good, strong leadership. I was really blessed, if you will, to have great supervisors, great uplines that really had an interest in learning quality. And if they didn't, I wanted to make them curious. I wanted to share with them what was so magical about quality and why safety was so important and why it was so patient-centered and why it involved a real 360 of patient and family and staff all across the organization. And so I found teachable moments and I leveraged those teachable moments and they became real strong advocates for quality. And so I think that that's what really aided me to become a good leader because I was able to look to them and to see how they engaged with me. And I wanted to take some of those kernels of wisdom and apply it to my own leadership. So really, before the book Leading from Behind was published, you could have been writing that book, Eileen. You were looking for the examples in those you were working for, and you were teaching by example and leading those that needed to see the way into quality. You were really doing that without them necessarily being aware of it. I would be remiss if I didn't mention strong physician partnership. I think that, you know, the Mayo model of care and the dyad relationship and triad relationships with strong physician and nursing partnership is absolutely key to success. And I think that I've had some really amazing physician and nursing partners over my career at Mayo. You know, I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about that. So I know that you've been very interested and I've known you for a long time. You've always been very interested in building what you call quality culture. What mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about how you view quality culture and how you do that work. You know, it's interesting. So many people in so many places around the world ask, what is Mayo's secret sauce? How is it that Mayo Clinic can continuously outperform organizations and to really be the hallmark of excellence? for clinical quality, safety, and experience. And to your point, Dr. Morgenthaler, I really think it is because Mayo Clinic has built a culture of quality. And, you know, the literature would point to the fact that culture is so intrinsic to success in so many different businesses and industries. And 
I think that we could say that it's intrinsically important to build a culture of quality. When I think about that, I actually think that it's about achieving and sustaining excellence through values and intentionally integrating those values into foundational structures of quality. Foundational structures like how you really build your infrastructure for quality and how you apply performance improvement or process improvement tools and how you execute and empower the front line to execute. All of those are really strong attributes that are associated with how people live out their values every day. If you look around Mayo Clinic, Mayo Clinic's had a value set for 150 years that's been unchanged, it's persisted. And I think that individuals behave in a way that showcase those values every day. And I think that that's what really drives excellence in our clinical quality, our safety, and our experience. Eileen, I'm going to jump in on this one because I want to build on that a little bit. And you're talking about, you know, culture and behaviors and so much of that is creates our work environment, right? What, what we experience. So a strategic priority at Mayo Clinic is to cultivate a work environment where staff can experience joy and meaning at work. Mm -hmm. And so I'd like to ask you, what brings you joy in your work? Well, I think it's really what I call my white canvas work. It's when I'm just given the opportunity to take a blank canvas and to create something. And I think that that's really what brings me the greatest joy. It puts a lift in my step. It's moving from setting up the first risk management and patient safety program in Arizona, moving on to working collaboratively with my physician partner, Dr. Morgenthaler, in the development of the enterprise or Mayo Clinic-wide patient safety program which has truly stood the test of time. The foundational components live on today. And I really also feel as though this last journey that I've had in collaborating again with Dr. Morgenthaler and yourself, Sherry, in the writing of the International Quality Business Plan has probably been one of my greatest joys because it's allowed me to see how we can take what we've learned domestically at Mayo Clinic and integrate the core messages and culture around the world. Yeah, I think they, they need to be careful if they put the three of us in one room. <laughs> <laughs> if I just may also, there's another piece to this and that's, or another, another part of what brings me joy. And that's really helping caregivers, yeah. connecting with caregivers, because when you're in quality or you're maybe, you know, in a more administrative and as you get higher, up in the leadership of the organization, you can find yourself at times feeling like you've drifted away from working closer into where patient care is occurring and how you can connect with patients and the mission of providing the best care to every patient every day. So the way that I think that I have experienced joy and staying close to that has been in working through the legal and clinical and emotional aspects of an adverse patient event, working with staff that are going through all of the emotions and are at a vulnerable point and assisting them in any way that I can 
to soothe them, to coach them, and to really protect them as much as possible. And that really brings me joy. Eileen, as I've watched you over the years, in fact, I think we were just having a conversation before the podcast about how much you invest in mentoring others. Tell us a little bit about your philosophy and tricks of the trade for mentoring. Getting to know somebody beyond just the professional side. I think that taking time to know who people really are, finding about what brings them joy, the little things in life, like maybe what trip they took or how they felt when they achieved their silver or gold status in the academy program. What was their favorite project? Maybe it was the soccer game last night. You know, those types of things, I think, really bring you closer to people. And it's the relationship building that you start that gives you kind of that look into what motivates them the most. And then once you find that, it's about leveraging it and working with it and giving them the opportunities to really shine as an individual as they are partaking in the work that they're doing. That's just such great advice. I'm thinking that probably over your time, you've come across one or two moments at Mayo that were just kind of big moments. I don't know, but maybe you have. Did you come across any moments that were sort of game changers kind of? You know, there's a story I love to tell about a a CEO at one of the destination medical centers at Mayo that I worked at. And he really wanted to bring quality a little bit more to the fore it seemed as though there was much more of a focus on other enterprising and important things, but that quality really wasn't number one. And he had a real penchant for quality and he really wanted quality to be number one. So what he did was he said, you know, at our executive operations team meetings, which is like the equivalent of the board of governors or board of directors, if you will, I want you and your physician partner for quality to come to every meeting and to be on the agenda for the first 20 minutes. I don't care what you present. I don't care whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, if you're prepared or not prepared. I just want you to be there and talk. I want you to talk quality. I want everybody to see that I put quality at the top of the agenda so that all the executive operation team members would notice that it was at the top of the agenda and that they could expect it to be at the top of the agenda. And it really positioned quality in a new way. And it actually gave everybody a little bit more, I guess, respect for quality and kind of toned down that whole concept of quality being assumed. They got the notion that there was a lot more to quality than just supporting regulatory measures and Mm. Data on a dashboard, right? Supplying data. So that was a real breakthrough moment. Yeah, that's incredible. Also, there was a time where we really needed to catapult quality. Our performance was not poor, but it was languishing a bit. And so we decided to try a new strategy. And we really kind of were reading up a lot on that toward high reliability and defect analysis work in the literature and said, you know what, let's take a defect analysis approach. Let's look at every variance, every defect, 
And let's really do a drill down and do some tests of change. And so every mortality and every infection and every adverse event with harm, we actually took a defect analysis approach and it did. It did really move the dial on our performance. So learning from every defect really was a moment that changed the way that your organization was functioning. Yes. Yeah. I think we've talked a little bit about Mayo's secret sauce. We've talked about quality. We've talked about some great moments in your career. What else would you like to share with our listeners? To take risk, to accept failure, to pivot when you know that you may be heading in a different direction or need to head in a different direction. I guess that that probably would be what I would say. There are ways of doing that, that I think are probably more acceptable today than they probably have been in the past. But I really do think, you know, we're all learning organisms. And I think that we have to continuously learn. And sometimes we don't learn unless we take risk. And we accept the fact that the risks we take are not always going to be the ones that are going to prove to be most valuable, the most constructive. I also learned something from somebody that, you know, I cherish today. It's a phrase, constructively dissatisfied. Gee, I wonder who said that. (laughs) Well, I can't take credit for that phrase. I borrowed it from somebody else, I think. But it is a, a phrase that really characterizes our general attitude about quality and clinical care at Mayo Clinic. Eileen, I can't thank you enough in a podcast or format like this for uh, your leadership over the years, for your partnership. You've been a huge part of my career and the joy in my work. And I know Sherry feels the same way. Absolutely. True mentor and role model for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But we have come to the end of our podcast. We're really glad that you could join us and And I really hope for our listeners that they uh, listen and re-listen and just think about the things that you've said. So listeners, I'm glad you could join us today. I hope the information has provided insight and value to you. Again, Mayo Clinic's Key into Quality podcast aims to help you take some of those very first steps to address important quality challenges in your organization, maybe even quality leadership. The development of this podcast is part of our effort to be a valued resource to healthcare organizations striving to improve. Our goal is to improve quality for patients and the populations that we all serve. Please let us know if you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, share it with others in your organization so that the information can be spread. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you.